let's turn again to the front of the bulletin to Revelation 21, 1 to 2. Revelation 21, 1 to 2. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I thought we would this morning to set a tone for our message today. Have a song for my grandson and my daughter. The words are something like this. Like a bird without wings that longs to be flying. Like a motherless child, lonely and crying. Like a song without words. Like a world without music. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be lost without you watching over me. You are my fortress, the light of my way. I come in your presence. I wait every day. Like a bird without wings that longs to be flying, like a motherless child left lonely and crying, like a song without words, like a world without music, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be lost without you. Like a church with no steeple where the bell never rings, in a town without people where no voice in the choir ever sings. If a boat on the ocean would be lost with no sail, then without your devotion, surely all that I dreamed of would fail. Like a song without words, like a world without music, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be lost without you. I wouldn't know what to do, watching over me. Dear Jesus, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be lost without you. Like a bird without wings that longs to be flying, like a motherless child left lonely and crying, like a song without words, like a world without music. I wouldn't know what to do, I'd be lost without you, watching over me. You are my fortress, the light on my way. I come in your presence, I wait every day. Until we're home again, and Be with you hold you me in heaven. That's when I. That's when I know everything is alright. Like a bird without wings that longs to be flying, like a motherless child. 
left lonely and crying like a song without words like a world without music i wouldn't know what to do i'd be lost without you watching over me you're my lord and my savior my light and my guide your hand on my shoulder and you by my side you make everything beautiful you make me complete everything in my world i lay at your feet like a church with no steeple where the bell never rings in a town without people where no voice in the choir ever sings if a boat on the ocean would be lost with no sail then without your devotion surely all that i dreamed of would fail like a song without words like a world without music i wouldn't know what to do i'd be lost without you dear jesus i wouldn't know what to do i'd be lost without you watching Good morning, everyone. So good to see you here and our visitors. Keeps me straightened up here. Um, Say, so I want to say a word again of thanks to Brenda, who you'll shortly see her masterpiece on the screen here while we while we speak. She spends a lot of time on these pictures, and it's I'm very grateful. And Albert on our audiovisual. Without him, we couldn't uh, we couldn't function. This morning, I want to tell you a short little story about two men on a beach. Picture that, if you will. You're walking there with them. One was ahead of the other one, maybe 30 yards or so. The one that was behind noticed that the man in front was reaching down in the sand and picking up items and throwing them back into the ocean. And the one behind couldn't figure out what in the world is this fellow doing. And so he watched it for a while, then he caught up with him, and he said, What are you doing? What are you throwing back into the ocean? He said, Oh, he said, there's a lot of starfish here in the sand and I'm throwing them back in the ocean. And the one that came up to talk to him said, well, there's millions and billions of starfish if you consider the whole worldwide edge of the ocean. There's just millions of them. And he said, it's rather silly to be throwing them back in the ocean. The man ahead said, 
as he reached down and picked up another starfish. He said, but it matters to this one, and threw it in the ocean. <laughs> that, story, that story reminds me of how Jesus dealt with people on this earth when he was here. If you read the New Testament, basically, it was often one-on-one. You think of the woman at the well, Nicodemus, the rich young ruler, and on and on the stories go. It brings to us um, a short verse from Don Solis. Here's what he said about Jesus. And I thought to myself, how can I do likewise? How did Jesus appeal to such diverse groups of people? The wealthy and the destitute, the religious and the irreligious, the politically powerful and the powerless. How did Jesus unlock callous hearts, inspire hope among outcasts? How did Jesus unlock the callous hearts, gently awaken the child's tender heart, leap over ethnic and social barriers in order to make disciples? How did he penetrate the fortresses of wealth and power? Open the cocoons of the spiritually arrogant religious leaders. Revive hope among those who were desperately ill. How did he do that? This morning, we would like to focus in on some Bible parables. And with the theme, they should have known. They should have known. This is a fundamental to earthly courtroom dramas often, and it depends the outcome of the case. You should have known. Many cases are decided by those four words. You should have known. And it is so with our eternal salvation. Jesus had a number of stories about these words, you should have known. Another way of saying it, we can choose plan A, or we can choose plan B. Satan's reign of terror on this earth must come to a close. That is for sure. Evil is so offensive to God that it must be destroyed. Eden must be restored. So therefore, according to our Holy Bible, there must be a judgment. So here comes into play plan A or plan B. We can choose either one. If we choose plan A and know Jesus as our personal Savior, accept him as King and Lord of our lives, in the judgment he stands beside me and simply holds up his hand and says to the accuser, this is my nail-scarred hand. This person is mine. I bought him at Calvary. I died for him. And he is with me. He or she is with me for eternity. This person has chosen plan A. If you want to choose plan B, then you go to judgment by yourself. You stand there without an intercessor. Your past life is revealed. And you are speechless, as the man will hear about in an upcoming parable. No advocate, you are condemned. This person has chosen Satan and the evil and will be lost. The Bible is clear. This man should have known what would be the outcome. Jesus came from the throne of the universe where he controls everything. 
Sometimes it's called mission control, thinking of all the billions of planets. He came down to this small dark planet to tell us about evil and of about his salvation and about his heaven. He came down here primarily, can you imagine? And he told stories. Simple stories, but yet profound meaning. He did this so that the human mind could grasp and understand what he was talking about, the consequences of plan A or plan B. Let us look this morning at three stories from Scripture this morning. But as we think of the judgment, we must also think of the mercy of God. Morgan's going to tell us about the merciful God. Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Counselor, Comforter, Keeper, Spirit we long to embrace. You offer hope when our hearts have hopelessly lost the way. Oh, we've hopelessly lost our way. You are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace Hearts always hunger for Oh, our hearts always hunger for Almighty, infinite Father Faithfully loving your own Here in our weakness you'll find us Falling before your throne Oh, we're falling before your throne You are the one that we praise You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace our hearts always hunger for. Oh, our hearts always hunger 
Isn't it wonderful to know that with God's mercy, He always is there for mercy when judgment comes up? Let us look at three stories from Scripture this morning. Most of you know them well, but let's see if we can find something new in them that has to do with judgment and mercy. That tell us some amazing facts about salvation and yet our power of choice. These are words from God Himself in these stories. Jesus is speaking, so let's listen in on Matthew 22, starting with verse 1. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, and here the red letters in your Bible start, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding that they would not, but they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, and another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants, and entreated them spitefully, and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, and he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bitten were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid them to come to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What a story. It tells us so much about salvation and salvation themes. First, we remember Satan took control of this earth in the Garden of Eden. But far more important is Jesus bought it back at Calvary. And so the battle for the souls of men goes on day and night. The king in Jesus' story represents God. And he starts off with, The kingdom of heaven is like unto... The kingdom of heaven is like unto a clear reference to heaven and who will be there. It shows the character of our eternal God. Modern man is occupied with their earthly lives. No time for God. This is a story of the second coming of Jesus as well. This story also has reference to Revelation 19 where we hear of the marriage supper of the Lamb. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world before he comes in the clouds of heaven. In the story, the servants going out to call people to the wedding, 
This is our modern age where missionaries go to every corner of this world. And we are missionaries right here where we are at home. The world pleading and warning people, the end is near. This story has similarities to the end of time, such as Noah, when he preached for 120 years, pleading with people, get into the ark and be saved. So the servants were rebuffed by the people they went to invite. God's invitation to go to heaven is everywhere if people would just listen. So he sent them to the poor and the underprivileged. They responded because they knew their condition. Everyone was given a choice of putting on a wedding garment in Jesus' story. But the story takes a sudden turnaround. He found there a man who did not choose to put on a wedding garment. Underline choose. He did not choose to put on a wedding garment. He said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And the man was speechless. He had chosen plan B. Then come some of the saddest words in the entire Bible. This man was removed from the wedding and cast into outer darkness. This is a metaphor in Jesus' story, but it is real. By the ju- this judgment, this man should have known, should have known the outcome of his choices. Plan A is a clear reference to what could have been. Plan B takes us into eternity. Plan A takes us into eternity with, with Jesus. Plan B takes us into oblivion. This man thought he could go into the wedding in his own righteousness with his own robe. He thought he did not need Christ's robe of righteousness. Not a good idea. Jesus offers a robe free to all who come to him. This man had the Old Testament scriptures such as these words. But apparently he hadn't read them. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sins. What a beautiful promise. I will hear them from the throne room of the universe and I will forgive their sins. Second Chronicles 7.14 This story parable is about judgment. We must never forget the Bible text of John 5.24 in this context of judgment. Every time I hear a preacher talking about judgment, I remember John 5.24. We must never forget that text. We either go into judgment on our own plan B or with Jesus on plan A. These words from John are life-changing when you understand them. John is now, when writing this, an old apostle on the Isle of Patmos, white-haired, very aged. But you see, Jesus is speaking to us through John. Quote, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath, present tense, eternal life right now, and shall not come into judgment or condemnation, but is passed from death into life. The most beautiful words in Scripture. You can have an experience of passing from death into life. 
Did you hear it? We can go to judgment with our case already, already decided. Yes, everyone goes to judgment, but Jesus at Calvary allows us to go with our case already decided by the words passed from death unto life already. This is one of the most exciting and life-changing verses in all the Bible to me. We go to judgment without any fear with our case already decided. Please go with me now to another story of Jesus, well known to us all. It is packed with truth. Let's listen in on Jesus' words again, words from the mouth of God. Matthew 25, verse 1 and onward. Then shall the kingdom of heaven, here we have these words again, very interesting, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto, very interesting, unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They that were wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. You see, looking from the outside, you couldn't tell the difference between the five wise and the five foolish. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. You see, character cannot be transferred from one to another. It's just impossible. It can't be. And the wise answered in saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. In other words, go get your Bibles and do a, a real, indeed, depth Bible study. But you see, Jesus is at the door. It's too late. And when they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, again some of the saddest words in the entire Bible, I know you not. I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. This story is so wonderful, and yet it is so tragic. The five wise ones had fortified their minds with Scripture. The foolish were frantic when the bridegroom came. They tried in vain to obtain what the wise ones had. But knowledge and character cannot be transferred, as we said, from one to another. During our probationary time we have, we must bathe our minds with Scripture. The next words are profound and tragic. May they never be spoken to any of us here this morning. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. The saddest words in the Bible. They were lost for eternity. The prophecy of the latter rain, which will occur just before Jesus comes, many believe is happening right now as the gospel is going to all the earth at a fastest pace there has ever been. Just like the five foolish maidens, they were, they, we have some foolish in our day. Do not, they do not even perceive that the latter rain is falling. The cares of this world have taken over their minds. So the theme for today continues. 
They should have known. They should have known. We all choose either plan A or plan B. As the parable says, the five wise ones, five wise ones went into the kingdom of God for eternity and sat at the married supper of the Lamb, spoken of in Revelation 19. The foolish were lost. Now for the third parable, Jesus told a magnificent story. His appeal here is for everyone who reads to choose plan A. Please, choose plan A. Jesus gets right to the point in this one. Matthew 35, starting with verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another. As a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Can you see it? Can you visualize it just now? You see, by this time in the parable, probation has closed. Character has been formed. And this is just letting the universe know who is saved and who is lost. Reading on, and he shall sit, set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats will be on his left hand. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Next, Jesus relates a list of the characteristics that these people had during their life. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. Sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye visited me. Then come some of the most amazing words in Scripture. Then shall the righteous answer him, the righteous one answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee unhungered, or fed thee, or thirsty, and, or gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? You see, these people didn't even realize what they had done. Amazing. Now follows one of the greatest texts in Scripture. It is life-changing, and it allows us to look into the mind of God himself. Eternal God, this is how he thinks and acts. We would do well to listen carefully. Jesus is speaking now. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, in as much, just a little word, in as much as ye have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Isn't this amazing? If I help or assist an underprivileged person, I'm actually doing this to the God of the universe himself. These little words hold salvation in their very hands. In as much. But wait, there's another in as much to come. Let us continue Jesus' words. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. 
I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and I was in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then shall also they answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you that way? When did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison? And we didn't minister unto you? When was that, Lord? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily, You know, the word verily means truly. Listen to me. I have something important to tell you. Verily I say unto you, here comes those life-changing words again. Inasmuch as you did it unto the least of these, you did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Here we find the way to salvation again in this story. We find the judgment here. We find the concept of plan A or plan B. We are reminded if you do even a little study in the New Testament, you will find Jesus literally spent 95% of his time with the underprivileged and the poor. They knew their need. The wealthy often didn't know their need. Jesus, as he relates his story, it is pointed out that they should have known. They should have known because it is a biblical principle. In summary, what have we said? Talked about a starfish. To that one starfish, it was life and it was everything. Linking that to the gospel we have now. One at a time, we meet people. Putting this into the realm of eternal salvation, Jesus spent much of his time with people one-on-one. He could have died for just one soul, you know, if that's all there was. We reviewed how Jesus was able to reach all levels of people. The words they should have known become very prominent in our remarks this morning. Permeates the study today. For those who were lost, they should have known. The three parables today have the theme of the judgment, but permeating through this fact, Morgan brought those beautiful words in the beautiful song, Wonderful, Beautiful, Marvelous Savior calling us to the fact that with judgment, Jesus has a tenderness and wants us to choose the right way. Not only that, we brought you the life-altering words in John 5.24, hopefully never to forget them. Our sins take us ahead of time to the judgment. We stand there perfectly clean as though we'd never sinned. Jesus takes our place and gives us a white robe of righteousness. This is what we know as the investigative judgment right now. Then came the parable of the wedding feast and a man without his garment, next to ten maidens, and then the sheep and the goats. These are given by Jesus just hours before he went to the cross. You know, if somebody's leaving on a trip, and they want to leave you words, the last words of advice or encouragement or something, they will tell you certain important things. That's what Jesus did here to his disciples and those that were around him. He told these three stories just before he went to the cross and then ascended to his father. We, give, we gave 
what he thought, he gave what he thought were the most important parables just before he climbed Calvary's hill so that we might be shaken loose from the world and see him as the King of kings and Lord of lords for our salvation. So how do we then live this year? I would suggest we need a passion for Jesus like never before. We need a passion for studying the scriptures like never before. We need a passion for the lost. And we need a passion for the underprivileged. Because that's what Jesus did. Now to point our minds to the new earth to come. We read from Isaiah. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, saith the Lord. So shall your seed and your name remain. We will know each other in heaven. Isn't that interesting? And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, such as we're worshiping now, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. Isaiah 66, 22 and 23. These words point us to the heavenly country. In 1894, someone wrote these words, Holy, holy is what the angels sing. We now point ourselves right to the gates of the new Jerusalem. And I expect to help them make the courts of heaven ring. And when I sing redemption story, well, the angels have never felt the joy that we've had. So they just fold their wings. Let us turn to number 425 for our closing song. Holy, holy is what the angels sing. 425 Morgan come on up such as we have never
that day that glad day when you'll come in the clouds of heaven to take us home to be with you forever Lord may we realize the great controversy is real it is as real as anything we have on this earth and we need to choose plan A or plan B you invite each one of us to choose plan A may this be our destiny in Jesus name Amen